Since it's your monster, you should probably get the pronoun right. Santa Jaws is a she. Born a runt, she was attacked by the other sharks in a frenzy. She only survived by becoming the fastest and the smartest of them all. After eating evil Santa, she gained his power. She doubled in size. She grew so powerful that no other sharks would even get near her. Ever since, she roamed the oceans alone, cut off by her own savage nature. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And we are your favorite ho, ho, hoes. This is our- <laughs> Ho, ho, hosts. No, no, no. <laughs> the ho, ho, ho. There's three of us. So it would be the ho, 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 ho hosts. Ho, hosts. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so this is our official Christmas episode, and we're getting incredibly festive by doing the original sci-fi Christmas shark movie, Santa Jaws. Incredible. Incredible. Starting it out with a round of applause, because wow. <laughs> I am so glad we covered this movie, actually, because uh, especially because when I first realized what we we're getting into, I was like, God fucking damn it. No, this is going to be like pulling teeth. No, it's different. It's different than that. This is this was beautiful. I felt holly. I felt jolly. I felt the reason for the season. You know what I mean? Like, did you? It's about family, you know? In the end, yeah. <laughs> also, it's about incredible Christmas puns. The opening scene of this movie might be my favorite Christmas holiday whatever event in any Christmas movie ever made yeah I mean it was gorgeous it was truly truly stunning (laughs) just everything about it was so good um I remember the first time I watched this was a week ago with Sid and we had had a long fucking day and a long night the night before as well. And so somebody didn't sleep the night before and it was both of us. And <laughs> so um, we had partaken in uh flavor blasting pe- activities some might call it um and I fell asleep every five minutes so it felt like this was a fucking fever dream and honestly watching it sober feels the same but this opening sequence I was like what in god's name <laughs> okay but listener if you haven't seen Santa Jaws one, what have you been doing? It's been out since 2018 and it is already a classic sci-fi movie. Uh, mm. Santa Jaws is about trying to survive his family Christmas. Cody makes a wish to be alone, which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. What? And all I've got to wow. say is the power of manifestation, baby. Like that's it's what so we're real. Into the new year. Like you can do anything you dream of. 
anything you want. You want your whole family to die for Christmas? It can happen, baby. Manifest it. Anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to manifesting, I will give like a little bit of a disclaimer. You should have generosity in your heart. Like don't come at it from a selfish place. Um, that can come with really disastrous consequences. You guys like things can go really wrong. Your heart can be corrupted as, as this film might warn you. Exactly. Exactly. It's actually Um, just like the ring and Lord of the Rings. I assume. No, it literally, I've never seen. Never. Okay. Well, I have a whole argument for that as we get to it. Like that was a reason why I loved this movie so much, but when we first, the first scene of this movie is so batshit fucking bonkers insane. And I was like, the writing of this movie is like the worst of the sci-fi movies that I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of them. As I said on the pod before, I'd watch the sci-fi Memorial Day monster movie marathon every year as a kid. And I fucking loved it. And I was like, this is actually like shit tier. And I was very excited by the puns. Don't worry. But it was such a relief when it was revealed that it was written by like a 14 year old boy. And like that was like plot relevant. I was like, oh, thank God. It's not going to be like this the whole time. That said, Oscar for that Santa. Evil Santa. Incredible. Incredible. Was pretty, he's got a sexy like walleye thing going on. I really liked that. He had arm tattoos that said Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I will say, not just in this scene, but in the whole movie, this movie did one of my favorite things, which is that every time I say something in my notes, it happens in the movie approximately two to five minutes later, um, or even shorter sometimes. So, like, just as I was noticing, like, does this girl even have a name? Like, has this female character tied up with a little red Christmas ribbon? Has she even been given a name? That was plot relevant. And they were going to get into it in just one more moment. You know what I mean? Like, everything is playing out just as you would want it to here. Every thought that you have, the movie pays back. Well, it's like weirdly self-aware. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, this is a bad movie. Hello. And then here is us like you know poking fun at ourselves all along the ra- the ride it's so good i love this movie because it's uh directed by a woman Gort- like- it's so feminist actually <laughs> uh-huh also like just so you know it's a woke movie because they're like get the pronouns of this shark right it's they respect she. pronouns in santa and jaws we love that incredible yeah it's the kids are doing all right (laughs) yeah i mean though i did write in my notes when they're like santa jess is a girl i was like a win for feminism like truly i just felt that was important to me that was a representation to me do not erase her femininity please Uh, come on her beautiful and violent femininity is what I really relate to okay she is a work of art this is the feminine rage everyone's been talking about with horror actually huh well really it's clicking for me now (laughs) um Another thing I'll say, though, is the action star boy at the beginning. I don't know. I think his name was Casey in that opening scene. Hot. Could have used more of him. Too bad. (laughs) Too bad. That's just dream version of what Cody wants to look like, I guess. I'd see. I don't know. (laughs) But um, Cody just saying, what's the actor who plays Cody? Let me just put some shine on this man. 
Reed Miller. Yes. Oscar. Did he get the Oscar <laughs> for this in 2018? He should have, because what a commitment. <laughs> and he was like a little emo boy, which is so on brand for that age group. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They have to be what, like eighth grade, I'm assuming? Eighth, ninth grade, maybe? No, I think they're like sophomores or juniors in high school, maybe. They're riding bikes. They can't drive. So sophomores then. Say freshman they're I young. got a freshman vibe okay. yeah. I got a I got a freshman vibe let's hope for them that they're freshmen <laughs> so they <laughs> older brothers thinking college but yeah yeah they're in that that range for sure well the older brother he was like making no he's a senior in high school yeah, I'm pretty sure. And he's going to. Oh, I thought you said the I older agree. brother's in college. I oh no, he's thinking college. about college. Like, oh, 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 sorry, misheard you. Um, but yeah, I just I loved his swoopy hair. I loved his. I loved Cody's big giant blue eyes. So emotive. Wow. <laughs> and like it made me wish that I cared about anything as much as he cares about comics. Like I wish I had gotten into comics. That seems like a really cool thing. Like. To get, I know they're all like, oh, they're nerds. It seems like a cool thing to be into. And I it's wish I was late, Monica. It. Well, yeah. Also, it's probably good for me because I read really slow. And uh, it's like little quips of words. So it might be more. I read the, read. <laughs> you can get the like comics for the old guard, that Netflix movie with um where they don't die. Do you know what I'm talking about? I read that comic or oh. graphic novel or whatever on my library app. Um, oh. And I recommend it. I read a That's bunch it. of novels, or not novels, comics as a kid. Uh, my dad loved comic books, so we would go mm-hmm. to the local comic book shop in Cincinnati, and he would pull all of these stuff and would pull me just, like, weird, dumb ones. And that it would so always fun. be me looking at the comic books and all of the boys in my neighborhood there to play Pokemon. Nice. <laughs> and then That's they'd great. always be, why are you here? I'm reading comic books. I'm cool, Okay. Um, I belong just as much as you guys do. Actually, another win for um, feminism. I'm here with my yeah. father. So we also alone. had Jenna, a woman very into comics, and they're like flabbergasted, but then immediately understood and they're like, good, she's just sick as shit. And I'm like, yeah. It is, she's just rad as hell. <laughs> and rad as all she's hell. a runner, she's a track star. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Multi dimensional can- female characters. <laughs> You can really tell that this was directed by a woman in the character of Georgia, um, who is in a bralette and Daisy Dukes for much of the film, but um, contributes meaningfully and is just hanging out. And actually, I love her and I think she's the best. So She looks incredible as a (laughs) Snapstagram model. As a Snapstagram star with her 120,000 followers. It's just you, me, and my 120,000 followers, baby. Mm -hmm. When her boyfriend, Mike, is like, they're married. Oh, they're married. respect on Mrs. Mike's name. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Mrs. Mike. I am so sorry. That's reductive to call her Mrs. Mike. So honestly, what the fuck, Chelsea? Exactly. Um, But what's the older brother's name? Josh. Josh, when Josh is like, oh, yeah, I follow you on Snapstagram. And Mike is like, I don't know if that is appropriate. I was like, does Georgia have an OnlyFans? I think Georgia has an OnlyFans. 
<laughs> I don't see why it would not be appropriate. Sure. She hasn't even posted a bikini pic in months, she said. And yeah. and to that I say, Mike, why are you not taking your Snapstagram model wife to this southern hemisphere more often? Like she should be traveling. Maybe she's wearing like a sexy cardigan that's like, you know, yeah, like a low cut, like like a sexy librarian kind of thing. There's still she could be doing a lot with that. At least he is a good Snapstagram husband because the photos he took takes of her on the quote unquote photo hot. he took of her photo. Listen, I think in one, one round. I, I did have to go back in my notes. I was like, one photo. What a bad Snapstagram husband. And then she was like, you nailed it. You've been listening to me. You're such a good Snapstagram husband. And I was like, well, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We love when you admit that you're wrong. <laughs> Maybe you guys should try it. How dare you? Never. I do that sometimes, but I don't have to right now. So I won't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so humble. I'm never wrong because I'm perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I also, I really like Steve played by Han Tran. He is a man that is very much annoying but I still love him they do him so dirty though what do you mean I mean like can we spoil the end yet or should I wait no yet not yet wait okay well I'm just saying I got a lot of thoughts about that just thought a character before (laughs) he is a lovely writer he writes all of the comics and Cody illustrates them. Incredible. Dream team. I do wonder how much Steve is coming up with the ideas and how much Cody is coming up with the ideas because um, when Cody comes in earlier on to the comic book store to be like, oh no, we created this monster called Santa Jaws and then I drew him with my magic pen and I brought him to life, which is like really sorry condensing it down to its bare bones because they don't they don't understand the magic pen part of it yet but he's like I saw this and they're like oh just like the time that you invented your evil shed evil dead parody and like just like this time you saw this other thing and like it does sound like Cody is like kind of throwing out fanciful ideas that maybe Steve is building lore for and like developing story around it seems like a very collaborative thing for sure it's beautiful collaboration. They're besties and creative partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having to constantly deal with freaking Clark. Clark. Because, oh, Clark was good at being that type of a goofy character, though. I did laugh a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And the movie called him out for being uh, sexist shitty? and stuff. And yeah. Shitty and I will stuff. say, and I hate <laughs> to say this, but deep deep in my heart I just know that Clark has a podcast oh like I just I just know me and Clark are the same me and Clark are the same he's got one no that's so sad for us to be in the same podcasting sphere as Clark Oh, uh, just a quick shout out. The guy who plays Evil Santa is named Creek Wilson, which is just like a fucking dope name. His name is Creek, like a creek, not like Creek in the floorboards or something like a beautiful, small, trickling river. You know what I mean? Beautiful man. I don't know. Could you explain more? Do you to want me to tell you more about what, what a creek is? Okay. Yeah. So it's like 
very, very like think about a river. Uh huh. Okay, what a river is. You know about a river? It's like, yeah. Okay, we can start there. The ocean, mm-hmm. and then there's a, a small than that a lake, and then smaller than that things that lead to a lake are called rivers, and they have flowing water. What about tributaries? We're not getting into tributaries. <laughs> you know, I can remember. <laughs> or if you're in the south, you'd call it a creek. Of course, I still don't understand thing. what that could be. Small water. So small. I think we have to move on. River. We're never moving on. From we'll the never creek. know. I'm just, I'm just so. I feel so bad for you, Chelsea, that you don't understand what the creek is. But I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you. Don't worry. I'll show you some pictures later. <laughs> anyway, um, a character that I want to put some shine on. We don't know him for very long, but we love him, and that's Papa Joe. Um, Papa Joe is. He looks like Santa. Christmas. He does he, look like Santa. And he loves that magic eggnog. presents. He loves eggnog. He brought two eggnog. thermoses of eggnog to go fit. That's literally so much eggnog. It's oh, do you guys like eggnog? No. <laughs> I don't. I think I've had it and I've enjoyed it. And then I think I've bought alcoholic eggnog at Trader Joe's and it's still in my fridge from last year because I'm like, what? Do, I'm not going to throw out this whole unopened bottle, but also obviously I'm not going to drink it after a year. So that like, what do I do with sometimes it? too? So be careful. Yeah. Um, so now I just am like, I guess I live with this forever. I'm. I ask because I'm. I'm putting together my office's Christmas party and it's tomorrow, mm. and I'm trying to figure out how much eggnog I need to buy. And I think it's like gallons. I think I have to buy gallons of eggnog. <laughs> I'm very I, scared. I think two. I dislike eggnog. There's a hundred so. people coming, so oh. I think I'm gonna need more <laughs> than two. <laughs> It's going to be interesting. I'll think about it and get back to you. I wish I could talk to Papa Joe and ask him what his magic recipe is because it sounds like it's pretty fucking good. Um, I hope that it is ice cold in the thermos and not piping hot in the thermos. I was thinking about that. I was like, do people have Mm. eggnog hot? Because if they do, that seems badly wrong. (laughs) I think they do. Um, I feel like it's a warm drink. No. I think they do. Well, I'm clearly not an expert. I don't even know what a creek is. My God. Oh my God. There's so much to explain to you. <laughs> um, I t- Eggnog I would be- warmer cold. It's cold. It's cold. Thank God. Thank you. Thank God. Oh my God. If you, we heat up the eggs, there's eggnog literally warm. eggs and eggnog. Scrambled up- eggnog. That'd be fun. You don't know. That sounds like I'm going to throw up on my microwave. There are right hot now. eggnog recipes and Wine Enthusiast Magazine says pour warm milk mixture into beaten egg yolks slowly and stir constantly to not cook your eggs. So that seems like the most dangerous game. (laughs) (laughs) You could waste a lot of cream. Um, Also, I just I'm sitting here on IMDb and I'm staring into Papa Joe played by Richie Montgomery's eyes. And he has just got the most interesting IMDb picture. Like it almost looks like a mugshot, but he also has very kind eyes. But he looks like he was just crying. And I want to be there for him. You know what I mean? And I love him. Uh, <laughs> that's actually the picture that they took when he found out what his next role would be and that role was uh santa jaws he's like i'm gonna body this and okay he did, yeah. and he does. he has access to the best nog he has access to a recipe for incredible i would assume uh cinnamon buns um, he's got and the hookup the for cinnamon. magic he's got the hookup for magic he's a mysterious man with ties to magic um, and I do like fishing sometimes when the 
when the clock strikes 12 on the seventh day under a full moon, I would go fishing. And if Not Papa me. Joe said, said, let's go, I'd do it. If Papa Joe said, wake up, it's pre 5 a.m. on Christmas Eve, it's time to go fishing. It would be time to go fishing. He would be right. You can't say no to Papa Joe. You can't. You can't, you can't. say no. Especially when he's sneaking you out so that you can go to your comic book store party later. What a king. What an ally. The baddie. It's a fucking baddie. But here's the thing. I love this movie because the kill, like the this initial kill, I guess there's a kill in the beginning, but you don't see Jack shit. You don't see what happens to evil Santa. Um, he He's just gone in one second. It is so abrupt. It's so fucking abrupt. And I just love the way that they did the shark in this. It's so bad. It's so bad and it's so good. So good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think what's really interesting about this movie as like a B movie is that for the most part, the quality looks pretty good. I think maybe purely because the quality of things casual creators have access to in 2018 is so much higher than what you would have like back in the day you know what I mean but then every now and then they'll sneak in something to remind you that this is a very silly film like a half second GoPro shot of a raw chicken being launched into the sea or like every now and then it was a turkey something it was supposed to be a turkey but you can't tell me that they were willing to waste that many turkeys because when it was in the air and that one second shot that was raw that was not one of the three cooked turkeys that was something pink um (laughs) but yeah I mean just every now and then they're sneaking in something they're like are we going to kill an alligator? Yes. Is it really just going to look like it's made out of styrofoam? Also, yes. And what about it? Going to be so small. Also, (laughs) so it was a child. They're so unbothered. They're like, you get it. You're, you know what you're watching. And I do. And so like, no problems, no complaints. You know what I mean? They should have just used an inflatable alligator. That would have been funny. (laughs) And it just deflates. Yeah. I, I loved that. Like they use the fin primarily because they're like, we can only, afford so many of these cgi shark <laughs> shots and i think they use them well and in well-placed moments in the film so that's so important um for a while though i was like will there only be the fin this entire movie like is they just had no cgi budget at all <laughs> uh, but i love the fin the fin is so cute i want that i don't know i want it on a poster just like the fin with the little hat on it that's amazing yeah I want like a classic Jaws spoof poster with the Santa hat on it. Actually, do I know what the Jaws poster looks like or am I creating something that looks different in my head? Um, I don't know. It'd be hard to like show the fin on Yeah, the fin is not in the Jaws. Never mind. mind. Yeah, and the girly is there, but the girly could be Georgia. Um, But anyway, what would you do? Think, okay. Uh Uh-huh. If my child, no matter how fanciful he was and how many times he lied to me, he's like, my, your father is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Your father is dead. I saw him die. Would you just not check anything at all? Would you just fucking be like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm taking your phone. Bye, bitch. And they didn't even check. They didn't check to see if Papa was in the house for six hours. They could have checked right then. They waited until the after fucking noon. I just what just were they for thinking? Papa. Be responsible, yeah, Papa. I mean, I just think that um, 
has everyone forgotten about his what he says is a Christmas Eve tradition of fishing in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, why would they think he would be in his bedroom anyway if this is his whole thing? And yet they do think he's there. And so it seems like it would be very easy, very fast to just pop your little face in and be like, is he asleep? Is he not asleep? And yet they're like, it's literally fine. And you're a liar. Um, And they just send him back to his room. And I don't understand. It's going to be difficult if I ever have kids. Like, how will I ever like um, parent them when like it feels like such a bad idea to take away their phone in case, you know, there is a shark with a hat on it with uh, Rudolph nose for eyes going Mm -hmm. around killing people. And then they have no way to contact me. You know, that seems like a hard thing to parse out, you know, don't take the phone away. (laughs) child locket or something got to figure that shit out for the future Um, honestly when we did our knives out episode I ran to the store to get donuts and I left my phone at home and for those five minutes I was like what if there's an emergency like it is so hard to contemplate not having a phone on you just in case these days like what if something happened I again share my location with so many people that I'm like what if I get kidnapped and nobody will know where I am and nobody knows I one time and I've told this story on the pod before my phone was dead and all of a sudden I I was driving and all of a sudden I looked up and I looked on the side of the road and there are all these people lining the streets staring into the sky and I looked into the sky and there was this thing that I have never seen before this like crazy light pattern in the sky it was the most insane thing I've ever seen and I didn't have my phone and it wouldn't turn back on so I just got on the freeway and I started speeding towards home because I thought there was an alien invasion and it turned out it was a SpaceX launch and I could have turned on the radio but that didn't even fucking occur to me um I thought that it was all over and it was white hot panic and fear um so that's why I like to have my phone (laughs) just in case it could be like alien real fake (laughs) I need Twitter at all times to tell me what is happening in the world and also so I can see all the funny memes in case there is an apocalypse I need Mm -hmm. what are we gonna Mm -hmm. do when Twitter goes all the way down we won't know when the aliens attack how will I possibly know that there's an earthquake in California if I can't go on Twitter and see 500 people tweet earthquake question mark exactly yeah how will we know honestly am i gonna have to go back on facebook see the no. facebook statuses no we'll never in, go back <laughs> in the years that i lived in california i never felt an earthquake and so i would the only way i would know there was one is i would just see earthquake trending on twitter i'd be like oh apparently there was an earthquake yeah it's a foolproof system mm-hmm. really <laughs> it's it's really smart it's our first response That's our first response against the alien attack, the earthquake, San Andreas, any of it. And it's in the hands of Satan. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, there, are also, there are so many little things about this movie, and this is not going to be in order, but I just want to put a little bit of shine on um, the elf guy just really quickly. Because oh, the drunk elf? That was oh, Isaac, like, who are you talking me? about? His name is Elfman, so that's all I could really give you. Um, <laughs> but his his whole deal, like him on the docks, the way that he looked, he was drinking his beers. One, that sounded really fun. That sounds like great, so drinking a beer on the docks. Um, two, he reminded me of that guy from Twilight who dies on the boat. Mm, you know the creepy about? guy. He kind of looks like Waylon. His name is Wayland. 
Wow. That's Trivia. it. That's it. I just watched that like last week. So, so uh, yeah. I, I might have been when I watched this last night, might have, you know, partaked in my normal uh, activities to watch a movie. <laughs> sure, and sure, sure. I, I was reading the uh, uh, credits. Credits. And he's titled as Elfman, and the actor's name is Danny Cosmos. And I was like, wow, they got Danny Elfman in this? And I was like, no. <laughs> Danny Elfman does no. a cameo. <laughs> that is not quite right. I That's feel like so Danny funny. Elfman would have if they'd asked, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of yeah. a, he's a guy that loves a little funny piece of art. I feel okay, like if so I was Danny- a famous actor... I would love to do weird cameos in this and just be like absolutely serious in all like the bad sci-fi movies and just show uh, up for like five minutes or not even less and then leave. It would just be a hobby of mine as a famous person. Do y'all totally. remember Jason X? It wasn't it David Cronenberg in the beginning of oh, Jason yeah. X? And he was like the crazy scientist man and he dies fucking immediately. That yeah, totally. is the way to go. I would absolutely do that as a I watched, person. Um, I watched Serial Mom recently um, just to see if we should swap it out for Maddie Lily's birthday movie in January, but we're doing something else. Um, but it's got some good celebrity cameos in there or at least one really good one. That's very fun. Like, I just, I just love when a celebrity pops up and I really love when a celebrity plays themselves. I think that's yeah. a blast. Yeah. Y'all ever, did y'all see the unbearable weight of something massive talent? Uh, the Nick Cage movie where he played Nick Cage. Mm, no, no, I didn't, it, but incredible. Oh, it, was, it was so fucking good. It was amazing. You should watch it. Anyway, um, you're talking about uh, Danny Elfman. Maybe mm-hmm. thinking about the music in this movie because um, they fucking went balls to the wall with the music for this movie. Like every little inflection of what someone was saying was like turned into the score. Like it was so grandiose, so holiday. And they kept using that goddamn jazz Christmas song, that shitty ass jazz Christmas song. Whenever they were like, play a Christmas song. <laughs> it's just like jazz. It's the only version way to lure the shark. He loves jazz. Oh, sorry. <gasps> she loves jazz. Get her pronouns right. Wow. Cancel. I'm sorry. I'm so but sorry. But here's I'm the thing. Sorry. It has to be jingle bells. I'm so sorry. It just has to. The, she has bells on her at all times. Don't forget. Sure. Bells on shark tails ring. Bells <sighs> on shark tails ring, baby. Yeah. I did like when they did the Ave Maria moment. That was a good music oh, that was- as well. <laughs> I screamed at the top of my lungs, the Ave Maria moment. <laughs> that was inspired art, inspired art. Yeah, you're, you're so right though, Sydney. Like you said before, the puns in this are just absolutely spectacular. I had uh, subtitles on left over from having you over at my house, Sid, because I never do that shit. Um, and and it I really can helped. only watch TV with subtitles on because I'm deaf. It's a must. There are some very subtle fish puns that they laid in there, like <laughs> guild or something like, like something with gills. And I never would have heard it if I hadn't seen it written out. And I was just like, God, fucking damn it. It's like it does every sentence have a pun in it. Like, are some of them just so niche? <laughs> That's how you know this is a good movie. The number mm-hmm. of puns in it, the better the movie. Mm-hmm. The pun cool. to normal speech ratio has to be just <laughs> so. 
Um, the mom, the kid hates his mom like a lot, like so much at the beginning. Cody, <laughs> I think he hates everyone and is just like a cranky little bitch, honestly, because he's so mean to Mike when Uncle Mike first gets there. He's like, Oh, Uncle Mike is here, like that corporate shill. Like, that's so his attitude. And then five minutes later, Mike is out on the porch and is like, Hey, like, if you ever want to meet any of my art friends in New York, like, I'd love yeah. to hook you. He's so supportive. Nice. He supports his Snapstagram girl wife, excuse me, and his comic book nephew. Come on. No, he I you can tell that he's such a fucking standoffish asshole because like at the very end of the movie, the grandpa's like, the buns are ready. And he's like, I'll get them. And everyone in the family is like, What? <gasps> Go get the buns. So he's not very helpful usually as well, it seems. Not the buns. <laughs> the fact that he's never offered to lift a finger for his family before. But also such a classic like 14, 15 year old boy. He's going I, through stuff. He's going through so much. Like having a crush on Jenna. <laughs> the beautiful queen. And um, he just keeps spilling milk on himself or tripping over the top of that. How did he trip over the top of the tree? That's what I want to know. Why was his foot so high up that it collided with the top of that tree ornament and knocked it over? Just a question to ask show yourself. him kicking it? I think he just no, but it shows over the his side. foot like with it on the ground, and his foot is with the top of it. I don't know. I don't know the. I'm not a. I almost said I'm not a physician. All right. Well, I'm gonna see myself out. I'm not. I mean, you're not a physician. Physics person is what I was gonna say. You're not um, a high school physics teacher like the dad oh. Peter in this film. Oh, the dad. He's super annoying. But no, how dare you? He made a Mobius strip snowflake. I feel like that's something our friend James would do. He designed a catapult. That was cool. The catapult was sick. They just, they added so many little things to this movie that make me like so mad that they exist, but so happy at the same time. Like only Christmas themed weapons can hurt the shark. Like it's not that it's like a, the bow and arrow or whatever, the crossbow will work but you got to put tinsel on it first. Like, please. All crossbows should have tinsel on it. Honestly, the thing with this film is that so much of the magic seems to be wrapped up in like intention, which is super interesting to me because that is kind of the saying that comes with the pen. So like I I, I touched on this earlier when we were talking about manifesting, um, but the inscription on the pen is he who holds this pen holds great power with generosity and heart it can only do good beware he who uses it for selfish gains um so it's both about like the feeling that you have in your heart but also I think it's so interesting um they kind of do discuss it at a certain point because like he doesn't draw Santa Jaws necessarily like from scratch he like traces the pre-existing drawing of Santa Jaws which is what I think imbues it with the power and the lore that comes along with Santa Jaws rather than just like a shark with a hat on you know what I mean if you ask me uh -huh. um and also like I just I'm, I'm so curious about how that could be 
Um, but it like they they talk about it later when he's using the pen to defeat the shark or trying to at least. Um, can we can I talk about that yet? Yes, I'm gonna say yeah. yes because nobody it. said no fast enough. Um, but near the end of the film, when he and his brother are talking about like how to defeat Santa Jaws, because they've learned at this point that Santa Jaws is attracted to anything Christmas and can only be really affected by anything Christmas. Um so it loves so what like, can kill its poetic. Yeah. They're like, okay, can I just like X out the eyes on this drawing? And is like that enough? And it's like, no, I don't know that that's enough. Like, what if that just makes it eyeless? Um, But they talk about like, oh, could I draw another version of it dead? What if that just creates a new shark? Um, So they have to go back to the original drawing and they like, scribble out the teeth it's that that sequence is so fucking funny because they scribble out the teeth and so now the shark doesn't have any teeth and you see it like gumming at the water but then it chomps down on a bunch of christmas ornaments and now it's got like christmas ornament shark teeth, teeth instead so yeah um, she is innovative she's beautiful um they're like can we give it like let's impale it so they draw it like being impaled and I was like no you're giving it a horn and then two seconds later they were like no we gave it a horn and I was like yeah it's like it it's a so funny candy cane horn gorgeous I, I loved that part because then you just see this horn like like come out of the ether like poof you know into the in the air the sky. yeah it was so funny. I'm like, th- like, let's have another movie just about the pen. Cause also the pen looked sick as shit. Just saying. They left space for a sequel, baby. There was certainly space. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. It's like totally a Lord of the Rings allegory though. Like it really is like the power that you can wield with the pen is the same as the power of the ring. And it, possesses you and changes you from who you are into something else so you mostly see that with Clark's character where like he was like a fine guy before he wasn't that great but he wasn't terrible and then he like has this power of this pen and like creates a human let's think about what the logistics are of that you don't think about it with our beautiful shark baby here um but like how do they have memories feelings emotions like how does this work just wondering just wondering just wondering we don't we don't know but I'm just wondering, um, but he creates what Svetlana or something fucked like mm-hmm. that and makes it so she can't speak to him. He's a bad person. <laughs> the worst. And a shitty ass car. And then he goes in the fucking boat that has no paddle or, or motor or anything. I'm just like, is this a death wish? Like it's, it goes to your head. It's so bad. It's just like Schmeagol. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes you dumb. Makes you yeah. Dumb. I mean. That was one of my questions, though, because, like, obviously, I'm watching the movie, and as the audience, I am privy to a lot more information than any individual character is. Um, and so, like, almost as soon as Papa got got very early on, I was like, can he just draw Santa Jaws regurgitating Papa in full health? And like, would that work? You know what I mean? They didn't get they didn't reach that answer for themselves to try it out in the movie. So I we don't yeah. know. Um, it could have created a new Santa Jaws shark regurgitating a clone of Papa. That clone could have been evil. I mean, like, <laughs> I think he would have had generosity in his spirit to save his grandpa's life, but you never really know the consequences of magic. There's always a price. So I but now spending... I'm thinking like how do you defend against loopholes you know 
draw a little health bar over his head. <laughs> a little speech bubble that says, I feel great. I actually am fine and not hurt <laughs> at all. <laughs> what if you just draw a little speech bubble for Santa Jones that said, actually, I'm good now and I want to do charity for Christmas. Right. I was thinking at the beginning of this episode, I was like, does doing a movie like Santa Jaws like help or hinder your future acting jobs? Do they say, well, okay, Santa Jaws is amazing, but like you don't know that unless you watch it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They might just be, oh, it's just like uh, not Sharknado, you know, something different than that. Mega shark versus giant octopus. How about that? Um, But it seems to have not hurt our boy um, Reed at all. Because he's oh. doing fantastic. Reed Miller's doing oh. fantastic. He's in a lot of things. And he's also been in something that at least I know I have watched. He was in episode an episode of You. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the lo- season with love. The first LA season. And his name is Goats or something like that. Goats. And it's episode something. I will tell you in a second, but it doesn't hurt you when you're in a movie with as much soul as Santa Jaws. It brings you into your prime. It's just beautiful to see. It's just stunning. It's gorgeous. He's also in a show called Boo Bitch that is out now. I think I tried to watch an episode of that, though, and was like, never mind. Oh, but I could be wrong. Maybe it's something else. I just like the name. (laughs) It is a good name. I think that's why I was like, let's see. Let's see. Anyway. What was your favorite death? Because there was so many in this movie. Lots of kills. Lots of kills. Interesting that I got the alligator on my body count list, but I forgot about the elf guy entirely. He's in my notes. I think it's the elf guy for me because I love that his little elf socks legs get bitten off. Not bitten off. Smashed off by a boat. And then yeah. he walks around on his legs like little peg legs. It's the most horrifying thing I've seen. Imagine the pain that you would experience. That's horrible. And then he gets got, you know, I loved it. It was beautiful. It was innovative. And it didn't have any emotion for me because we didn't know who the fuck that guy was. So <laughs> free kill. <laughs> that was what seemed to really bring it together. Also, in terms of the attracted to Christmas things lore. You know what I mean? Because like the intention that was used to bring Santa Jaws to life was um, Cody being like, I'd be better off alone. My family sucks. And then like anybody who gets close to him gets off so that he will be alone. And then that guy's just there. Um, And so it really brings like the stakes into play. You know what I mean? Um, It really could be a larger problem for the rest of the Christmas season if they're not careful. (laughs) Especially with the boat parade just around the corner. Especially with the boat parade. Parade. I do love a good boat parade, though. I've been to one in Annapolis, Maryland. It's incredible. So cool. It's beautiful. Something about the lights reflecting Mm -hmm. on the water. On the boats, all the boats Mm -hmm. and lights. It's just so fun. I will say to get back to the murders, um, I also loved how Georgia got lassoed by Christmas lights. And I love it, especially because in my notes, I was like, she got lassoed. And then two minutes later, one of the characters was like, she got lassoed. It was beautiful. I don't understand how uh, our baby, our shark baby has 
those abilities to do lassoing, but it is magical things happening all the time. So, you know, but I love Here's that Georgia- I picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm scared it's, to see the, hear this. Yeah. So the, the lights are wrapped around the tail. Um, we know that this shark is very powerful, just as powerful as evil Santa and so large and so strong and with an insatiable desire for human flesh. Um, so I think if Santa Jaws just kind of like whips her tail around, you know what I mean? It can throw out that string of lights and then they kind of just like wrapped around and like, because we, I mean, you saw the part at the store where um, Clark had a big old tangle of lights. You see how they can just get knotted together. It's easy. Um, and so I think so it really true. just, yeah, it whipped around her and it it just really clung to itself well because that tangle, um, she got pulled in. Sad. <laughs> well, at least she went out Incredible swinging because she stabbed yeah. out one of her uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer eyes. With, with the a candy, candy cane. cane, that was sick. A sharpened candy cane. Do y'all Gorgeous. sharpen your candy canes when you eat them? I try not I to know. eat candy canes because they hurt me physically every time, and I don't like to feel because they're sharp. Yes. Yeah, I normally well, like to make why. a weapon out of mine first, and then mm-hmm. eat no, it. You I do. feel a little candy powerful. cane shiv. Yeah, I bet you, you can know. really kill someone with a candy cane if you get the angle just right. And Probably. on a soft enough part of their body. Yeah, no bones. Like right <laughs> into the carotid? The jugular. Jugular. Where's the carotid? Is that I something? Know. I know it's something. I'm not Is a physicist. She's no physician. <laughs> I said physicist this time, okay? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your, wait, who, who just gave that one as their favorite to? Who's, who's left to give? I said Georgia. Sydney hasn't said hers yet. Oh, I love Papa's death because Mm. it's the first time we see the shark. And when I tell you, I was just not the first time I watched this. I it was on the TV and Mm -hmm. I was making didn't like Christmas dinner and stuff. And so, you know, it's just like fun in the background. And I caught this part and I just had no idea what was going on. And I was like. That was one really bad shark, but I did jump a little, you know, because I wasn't expecting oh, it. Oh, it gotcha. It did. A little jump it, scare. The CGI was so bad, it scared me. Mm-hmm. I have one more that I would like to add into the mix. Um, okay. I really enjoyed when the mom died because it was so slow and it was so, so extended. up. I was like, she is just being slowly eaten and Cody's not going down there. He's just like, I'll draw my way out of this one. (laughs) Cody is no hero in the sense of, um, he's no Casey. I'll say that because when Jenna is swimming towards the dock, like there, he is not there extending a hand to help her up. He's just watching. He's just waiting. Nope. But also- Jenna girl, why were you so dumb to jump in the water like that when you know it's shark infested? She had to get the pen, Sydney. She's a hero. I don't know. She didn't need to be a hero that day. Don't be a hero, How could the shark have been defeated if they didn't have magic on their side? Answer me that. Riddle me that. I don't know if I can. But every weapon forged against Santa Jaws shall fail. (laughs) Wow. 
Reed Miller was in Entertainment Weekly's 10 Breaking Big in 2021. He's having an illustrious career. He played All Santa Jazz. He starred in a movie called Joe Bell playing the son of Mark Wahlberg, which is, uh, but you know, people <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg, people. <laughs> oh, and that other, Connie Britton as well. Wow. Connie Britton? Mm-hmm. Connie Britton's his mom. It, so it looks Mine from this like photo though, that I'm looking at. I Lola? What a name. He, he might he could have gotten Oscar buzz for this, actually. <laughs> um, what else I love, happens in this movie? Oh, go. I was going to say, I love that uh, the movie, it, all the family is saved by a single Christmas wish. It is beautiful. I mean, I, I really so. like that this movie both has fun with like the shark attack genre and also the Christmas magic genre, um, which is so like sad teen boy, sad about their family, feeling alone. How can they possibly show their family that they love them? They're like, I wish I was alone or I wish I'd never been born. Like that's so classic Christmas wish really harkens back um to the original christmas tales of our of our american culture um and this, oh, it feels like a decom oh <laughs> it does kind of feel like a, a decom movie <laughs> it literally feels like a decom that wish thing there's a movie called that there's a movie about a wish and you make a wish and this person wishes something about their family and then their whole family. That's a that's a deco. I'm gonna look it up. Continue. It on is. With what you're- I know what you're talking about, and it's got a blonde guy with the hair in it who maybe was on Even Stevens. I don't know. I just know the concept. I can't remember anything else. Sixteen wishes. No, you wish. That's. I was gonna say sixteen is way too many. Sixteen, 16 wishes has the Panna Bakers in it. Maybe it's you wish. That's what it's called. Anyway, there's so many connections. <laughs> That's why it hit home for us. It's hitting us where we live. <laughs> AJ Trout, he wasn't, um, wasn't he? Yeah, even Stevens. And Lelaine from Lizzie McGuire. Oh my God. Anyway. Hilarious. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, I want to give a shout out to Steve's um, pole dancer, pole dancing reindeer dancer shirt. I totally missed that. He's wearing a t-shirt and it says pole dancer on it. And it has dancer, the reindeer from the song dancing on the pole. Wow. I love that. And I just think it's great. We love it. And I bet he came up with it himself. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're so clearly having just a lot of fun the whole time. Yeah. They're having the time of their lives. I had the time of my life. I had the time of my life. No, but honestly, I was so expected to be annoyed and I was so happy. <laughs> it was so fun. It, I And I loved that when they had the confrontation with Clark, like they even did like a Clark, this isn't you. Like they gave it that melodrama. This isn't you. Like, I think that's so fun. Love this movie. I think it should be a must watch for everybody at Christmas. Put it on the yep. list. 
it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good okay like it's amazing it's and- just and it's not offensive <laughs> it's so rare for a movie like this to not kind of piss me off because it's so offensive but it's because it a woman directed director, by a baby. woman and it's yes, feminist misty. let's go misty <laughs> they even give a shout out to global warming like i just think they're they're doing their business out here they're spreading the good word it's woke it's woke it was on sci-fi and that's a science channel so yeah so true <laughs> so yeah remember when they changed sci-fi from s C-I-F-I to S-Y-F-Y so they can just do whatever the fuck they want. It just sounds like that. But they're like, they took this science out of sci-fi. It's just sci-fi. It can mean anything. It's just a cool name. Probably a good branding move for them. And Ys are cool. People love Ys. Um, God. Ys are cool. Ys are cool. Gotta be careful though, because we are white women saying "why's are cool," and that can lead us down a terrible baby name rabbit hole. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I was like, "Where are you going?" With Where that? are we going? <laughs> the brand was on the wall. People have seen it. We've all You're seen so right. that meme. You're so right. <laughs> okay, now can I say that yeah. Steve was done really dirty because at the end of this movie. He does his little Christmas wish to bring everybody back by coming up with the ending for the comic book. That's the part that actually didn't make that much sense, but I was like, it's literally fine. It doesn't need to because he just draws into the comic book like, I wish my family was back or whatever. Um, Even though, to my knowledge, uh, Casey doesn't, maybe, maybe Casey does lose his family. Actually, I haven't had the chance to read the comic book in full the way that Jenna has. Um... But he just writes that in and then he wakes up on Christmas morning and then he runs across the street to see that Jenna is there and she is. We never see that Steve came back to life. I can only assume no. he did. She just, Where's she just Steve says, my family. I'm like, who counts as your fucking family, bro? What about they your do friend? Say, what about Clark? <laughs> there is a line. I don't, did Steve die first or yeah, Steve he won before first. Jenna, like way before. There is a line after that, I think, where Jenna says, or maybe the brother, because it wouldn't really make sense for it to be Jenna who just met them. But they say, I know Steve was like family to you. Um, so they really slipped that in just for this exact moment, I think, probably. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> My, he did a lot of bad things in those last moments of the film because one, he ditched his friend Steve, horrible. But before he even does that, he offers to get the cinnamon buns out of the oven, but then he remembers that other people's lives are at stake and he just immediately runs out of the house and he leaves the cinnamon bun in the fucking oven. Are you kidding me? You're going to ruin Christmas. I was watching this with James and I turned to him and I was like, like they pan back to the house and the house is engulfed in flames and they die anyway because he left the fucking cinnamon rolls in there and ruined Christmas. Come on, man. You just redeemed yourself. And now this. Sad. Sad. I also wish we did have a scientist or a physician or a physicist on the pod right now to tell me that can a turkey filled with gunpowder when wet still blow up? I thought when it's wet, it can't blow up. Is James not in the house? Go ask him. That work. He's working (gasps) late. He's at the lab. He's doing sciencey things that he can't He's answer our sciencey questions. Well, actually, no, he was sitting with me last night, and I was like, "Can a 
can it blow up when it's wet? And he's like, I don't think so. So I guess I already have my answer. But like, they really banked on that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a powder when wet won't do the same shit. (laughs) Is it um, possible? We saw for our own eyes. This is not what happened in the movie. But is it possible that after they stuffed the turkey with gunpowder, they like seal it up and then would the inside gunpowder stay dry and preserved you know what I mean I don't know Chelsea <laughs> I don't fucking know <laughs> it was such an interesting plan it was I mean I think that goes plan. back to the the question of our bones wet I guess you know is the That's inside a of a turkey question. a dry environment not. at all it is not because those juicy things, in there presumably if you cooked it well there. Yeah, you ever put your hand in there? I put my hand in there a ton of times. Always wet. Uh, and those are their Christmas turkeys for Christmas dinner for charity or whatever they were saying. So you'd, you'd yeah. think they would do it well. Oh, my God. I just, you know, the big issue with that mm-hmm. whole thing with the catapult and all that, I was like, they didn't dress the turkeys up like a Christmas thing. So this isn't going to work. And then it didn't work. They They were Christmas turkeys, though. Christmas turkey dinner. So I think, is that Christmas enough is the, the question. Turkey. That's what, you I, know was what I mean. I was like, it's obviously not Christmas enough because that shit didn't work and he didn't go to eat it right away. She. But then he did eventually go to eat it. She. We're so sorry. We're, We're so sorry, Santa Jaws. Oh, God. Wow. wow. I'd like to formally resign from the, <laughs> <laughs> the allegations What kind of allies me. are we to our own <laughs> people okay? people wow. <laughs> to, to other ladies we're bad feminists here we won't respect them as monsters of the sea then what do we deserve coal for christmas coal for oh, christmas if they just wrote santa jaws on santa's jaws's naughty list what would happen if i guess he's santa already jaws, naughty he ate geez. evil santa because Santa Jaws is is like Santa Jaws, but she's not Santa. Like she's not Santa, you know. She's like a Sa- she's Santa Jaws, but she's not going around and giving little kids like I don't know Christmas fish. <laughs> well, we didn't see the full range of her powers. It was we like only a saw her story. We only saw her fulfilling Cody's Christmas wish to be alone. So maybe she does feel she wishes for good little boys and girls. It was the pen making it happen. Here's the thing. I love that they're like, yeah, this is a movie about a Christmas shark, but it the shark has Rudolph's backstory. <laughs> it's just like I died. I died. That's so funny. All the it is also so, so cruel. It's so 14 year old boy to be like, she was the runt of the litter. She was being attacked um, in a frenzy. She survived by becoming the fastest and smartest of them all. How is she going to become the fastest and the smartest of them all in the span of one frenzy? You know, that takes time. That would have to be multiple frenzies. She's getting bullied over a period of time and becomes the smartest and fastest. You know what I mean? We need to have one of those like Rocky Balboa montage training montages. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. I want to see Santa Jaws's early life. I want a prequel. Let's get a Santa prequel. Jaws prequel. Wow. Also, Somebody I do love, it. you know, she was the runt. She was the smallest. She grew up to be Santa Jaws. 
but Steve also then confronts Josh about being a jock and bullying them. And he's just like, we're all stereotypes, okay? Like, get over it. What's happening right now? It was like just some of my friends, yeah. this is as good as their life is ever going to get. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're that saying was so dark. Burn. Such a nice cold burn. I mean, there's so much to say about Santa Jaws, but there's so much to dive into with our segment. So I think we should get into it. How could Santa Jaws be gayer? <laughs> um, I know that Jenna is literally Cody's love interest, but I don't know them buying it. I think he and Steve are going to find their way back to each other one day. I agree. I'm not buying it from Cody. Love you, Cody. Love you, babe. Also, Santa Jaws is a queer icon. Yes. I 100%. feel like um, the emphasis on pronouns for Santa Jaws leads itself to many possible readings and er- interpretations of her as um, like maybe trans, you know what I mean? Um, maybe she is just a badass bitch lesbian shark out here, you know what I mean? I just think like we're we're clearly emphasizing that for her as part of her lore and her character and her storyline. And I would like to see that to its fullest extent. I want the gay prequel about the shark's origin story. <laughs> yeah. We need it. We need it. Yeah, I just, yeah, Cody for sure. Cody is is there with us in the community. Being a jock also is pretty gay because you know how boys are slapping butts on the baseball field, diamond. Jocks are so, very gay. Got my eyes on you, Josh. Mm-hmm. And those little pants that they wear. Uh-huh. I know about this. Um, I see what's happening here. I also noticed on IMDb that the girl in the beginning does have a name I don't know if they said it in the movie because it is possible that I just missed it but apparently her name is Jenny which is funny because obviously she's the take on Jenna um Mm -hmm. but I feel like she is gay I've decided sorry for her and Casey but um they really didn't seem that interested in each other I think that evil Santa is a bi king yeah 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 yeah. I agree there's just something there He's also like, he's so sexy. Why'd you have to die? You're so sexy. He uh-huh. has some je ne sais quoi, you know what don't I mean? Don't die. Yeah. Don't die. No, don't die. You're so sexy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Elf Man. That's okay. a lot of queer, canonically queer characters in this. Canonically film. queer. Yeah. The mom had a punk rock face. She's bisexual. Oh, yeah. And I bet she was super hot in her punk rock face. Yeah, she just got to get a different haircut. She's hot. She would have had like a shaved, like an undercut or something in her punk rock. Maybe even a faux hawk. Maybe she would be like um, Spike on Degrassi with like the whole like spiked big hair style. That'd be fun. Wow. That's a mental image with the mom. (laughs) Hey, I could believe anything. That's beautiful. I love that. Um... I think Matthew Lillard would actually have a great time in this movie. He He would kill it as Clark. He would be a hilarious Clark. He'd be such a good Clark. He'd be a wonderful elf man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
he would be such a good elf man um he'd be a good mike also i think he'd be a great uncle mike and i'd love to see him and georgia together although i really feel like this mike and georgia um they did love each other they did have chemistry like i believed it from them no they had great chemistry also been a fun dad too Mm -hmm. yeah it would have been an improvement from this dad no offense to this dad he just Mm -hmm. did not spark joy yeah and I mean if we want to combine segments we could have also made Cody have two dads um and and Maddie Lily could play the mom's role where he just really gets chomped on for a long time at the end there that'd be beautiful I would like that I don't want any I don't want any group of dads to be killed by a shark but if they have to it would have to be in Santa Claus it's just the only way where it makes sense yeah I mean, they do come back to life, so no harm, no foul. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. They can't remember the trauma they experienced. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Okay, so dumb bitch. Um, I think Papa, maybe. Like, if you're going to give such a powerful magical item to an angry teen, I would maybe give more instructions than the instructions that come in a language that teen does not speak. Fair. I feel like there's also an argument to be made that Papa did not give him that. And it, like, found him. And it was, like, a Mm. ruse. Because Papa never brings it up. There's, like, there's no... They never bring it up. I don't know. Something about that like specifically check the gift tag um when it was given to him because I was wondering what it would say on there and it does say papa so it yeah. would be like is someone framing papa you know what I mean um and why would they do that other than he or looks like Santa Claus so that's true there could just be more backstory going on it that I'm didn't not seem believable that papa would give him that magical <laughs> item and not bring it up at their very nice sweet fishing morning on Chris on New Year's Eve Christmas Eve excuse me maybe Papa doesn't know that it's magic maybe he just thinks it's a banging pen I feel like that could be it I feel like Papa doesn't speak German or write, read German <laughs> he just like went to the thrift store or the pawn shop or whatever he's like this is a fucking sick pen I yeah, no, my grandson I loves to it. draw <laughs> my grandson son loves pens if I know anything about Cody it's that he just loves pens he'll love this it's a sick pen I wouldn't want that pen I would like to nominate Clark okay yeah I think Clark um but I also think Cody a little bit gets a soft nom because he fucks shit a lot it's all his fault (laughs) he sure did it's all his fucking fault because he's the reason that Josh got impaled because of the horn didn't think that one through i thought i realized the problem immediately <laughs> they should have drawn a blunt edge you know what i mean on the other side Maybe of it or like something blood splurting out so it, it's clear that mm-hmm. there's an injury occurring and then i, I would have drawn a that. little label that said blood comma enough for santa jaws to die because like what if you draw just the blood and it's like, actually that's acid. And now Santa Jaws spits acid out of his, his um, horn. horn. <laughs> oh my God. You gotta be really careful. Just... You gotta be really, this is a comic book. You can write text, you know what I mean? And that's what yeah. he does at the end. I just feel like they're underutilizing that aspect to really make things clear. 
imagine someone who's like really bad at drawing like, like someone me. like me yeah <laughs> like both of us getting this pen imagine the abominations that would come into the world <laughs> it would be, be like, like that doodle bob yeah yeah exactly wow did they get inspiration from doodle bob probably been all over the pod lately I also do know that there is an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that has a very similar plot line of like the Ooh. part of the comic book coming to life. Okay. Sorry, I yawned. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was exciting. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. That would be terrifying. Too much power. Um, okay, is that is it time for our knives out of fives? I think so. And I am happy to set the scene for you. Although there's a little less info here um, than there might be for other movies. It might surprise you to know there was not a single piece of trivia for this film on IMDb. Um, And there's also some articles. (laughs) There were some articles. I did look and then I read one of them and it was like, Santa Jaws has green and red teeth. And I was like, this person is working off promotional images. They don't know that actually he only gets those at the end of the, she only gets those at the end of the film. I did not tag that one in the references because I was like, it's wrong and it's bad and they obviously didn't watch the movie mm. i mean good for whoever had to write that article and was like i have 30 minutes to do this um and i that does not include watching an hour and a half film but yeah i mean it was not it was not good reference material um, i wanted my article reading to be true to life i don't want i need it to be helpful and informative <laughs> um i don't want to spread misinformation it was a fucking um, listicle too <laughs> yeah Um, But anyway, um, so on IMDb, this movie has a 4.0 flat out of 10. Um, And then on Rotten Tomatoes, again, no score from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, but it does have 54% from audiences, which is rotten. Um, Higher than I expected. Yeah, I mean. Slaps. They're not bad scores, um, considering what the film is. A yeah. work of Which art. Which is a, a work of art, frankly. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I'm still going to give it like a bad score, but like not. It's like <laughs> when we gave a one to Thanks Killing, you know? Yeah. We loved it. We loved it, but we are film critics. As, but here's the thing. As a professional, I'm giving this movie a four. Oh my As God. As a professional. I mean, well, because here's the thing. I'm not comparing it to a real horror movie. I'm comparing it to other bad horror movies. And compared to other bad horror movies, I watch this every year. It's funny. Like the puns alone, the emo, the fact that Cody has a kitchen monologue where he sounds exactly like Jim Carrey's Grinch talking to himself. Like, yes, I forgot about that part. Spectacular. (laughs) like you know compared to a real horror movie okay it's bad but compared to other bad horror movies this movie is so fun it's so incredible so it's getting a four out of five for the bad horror movies (laughs) that's gorgeous I'm not going next I'm going last okay okay (laughs) um well in that case I'll go next um I will say I thought this movie was very fun um in the past I have had a tendency to not like the 
bad horror movies that we've done. Like I didn't, I didn't hate Leprechaun to my recollection, but I didn't like super, because I couldn't figure out what it was doing. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't figure Whatever out what I it to. <laughs> intended to be. Um, but I didn't really vibe with Troll 2, you know, like I, I thought Thanks Killing was very fun, but I also thought it was Thanks Killing. Um, but with this one, you know, I thought this was like, I, I love, maybe it's because I love bad Christmas movies, um, that it tied into that as well. Um, but I, I thought it was pretty well put together for the most part. Like I said, I really enjoyed that every time. I had a thought about the movie. The movie was like, don't worry, we're getting there. Just give us a second. Um, and then it would circle back around. Like that happened like three to four times minimum. Um, <laughs> I I really liked um, that they just committed to parts of it being silly and we're like whatever this is what the shark looks like we don't really know what you want from us um this is what we can offer you and you're gonna have to take it um but that for the most part the production was like pretty good on the other stuff um I thought it was super fun I would probably give it like um a 3.5 knives out of fives um because I just I thought they they fleshed out the lore well um and they were (laughs) clearly having a blast and I want to know more that's great I'm gonna give this bad boy a three which is nice for me that's that's low for me because I usually give everything a high score (laughs) but yeah I mean like I've, I've already said it like it surprised me by not being painful to watch I thought it would might I thought it might be very painful to watch but it was awesome I had a really good time it was the perfect amount of cheese. It wasn't so, it was cringe in the good way. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it had some puns that I'm going to put into my rotation. So it was an informative lear- learning experience for me in that way, which I really appreciate. I love to learn. Um, though I'm not a physicist or a physician, I'm working towards both of those goals every day. And this probably helped, I think. Um, we love, I think- a- yeah, this is a classic good for her movie as well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like good for santa jaws Get she that. was the rent of the litter she came back leading the pack exactly she knows what she likes it's christmas she's made it her whole thing that's great um she's committed and we love to see that so we love it we love santa jaws three out of five merry christmas it was <laughs> i'm really glad we did this movie honestly <laughs> i'm really glad thank you sydney you're welcome <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> When you go into a movie like this with just like no expectations, this movie surprises you. If you go in being like, oh, blah, blah, you're going to have a bad time. No, it it was great. It was fantastic. The Honestly. Holiday movie. A nice combo back to back of this and then Die Hard. Incredible. Sure. Amazing. Amazing. The best lineup. Gorgeous. well spookies this is our last episode of the year of our lord 2022 that's it that's the very last one because we're going on a two-week hiatus don't cry it's gonna be okay we'll still post on internet like a couple of times we have some evergreen videos we've been saving for you um but we're gonna miss you so much For these two weeks, I hope you have a nice time with your family. I hope you do something wintry. Um, 
but I hope you really are waiting with bated breath for our first episode of 2023 because it's gonna fucking slap. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm introducing this one. Uh, let's do a combo. I'll say the movie and then you say the guest, Chelsea. How about okay. that? I think that's weird. We're doing one of my all-time fucking favorite movies. Um, a movie that is known throughout the land as like lighting the fire inside of many, many a bisexual, awakening them to know who they truly are. Um, and and that movie, you'd already know what it is. It's 1999, The Mummy, baby, with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. <laughs> incredible iconic and as monica dropped a little hint about earlier we will be joined by a special guest um a close friend of mine and an upcoming ya author eleanor clover um she loves a little romance story and nothing is more romantic than the mummy frankly so she'll be joining us to help it break it all down yeah so we're starting off 2023 strong and it's only going to get sexier from there so i mean you're not even going to be able to handle it so stay with us don't forget about us in the next two weeks and how about this why don't you spend the next two weeks thinking about how you're going to write a five-star review for us as your christmas present to us that'd be so nice if we could write a five-star review for you we would if we can actually let me know i'll do it i promise (laughs) um but yeah just slide right into our Apple podcast reviews or Spotify, Spotify. You don't even have to write anything. You just send the five stars and blow a kiss into the wind and we'll feel it. Um, and then why not follow us on social media while you're at it? It's at spooky underscore Tuesday on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at spooky Tuesday pod on Facebook and Tumblr at spooky Tuesday on letterbox. And wow, we do have one YouTube video, maybe in 2023, we'll have more subscribe you'll be the first to know happy new year merry crimbus happy hanukkah happy holidays thanks for listening bye spookies you gonna shoot me like a naughty little boy or fight me like a man no sugar cookies for you you're gonna eat your words spooky tuesday was created by monica height sydney thompson and chelsea duff and edited by sydney thompson Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG. 